Hi, welcome to Weekend Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Silvan Sadamel, and today's guest is Ramonster from Mainz, Germany. He's an artist, storyteller, and a teacher. Not only is he a masterful painter, but he has an unparalleled soul and honesty in him. Ramonster is a personal friend of mine from a long time ago. We started out through a tumultuous professional relationship working side by side in the games industry. We had a very different attitudes towards the world and life, but over time we grew to trust and respect each other and gained a friendship. The kind that even if we rarely speak or see each other, we can always pick it up where we left off. I want to thank Ramonster for talking with me, even though he had a terribly sore throat during the interview. We talked about what success means to him, inspiration behind his storytelling, and why he as an artist strives to create something that matters. I hope you like it. Hello, Ramonster. Thank you for being part of the Weekend Warriors podcast. Yeah, thanks for giving me this opportunity, Silver. No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to talk to you today because um, in the recent months, you have made this life-changing transition from going uh, working for a game studio as a, as a game artist and a concept artist to being a 100% independent artist, focusing all your energy and time into creating great art streaming your process transparency on twitch and storytelling with the short films on on youtube and uh, i never seen you this focused and full of determination it's 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 outstanding and i applaud you and uh, and just like a real weekend warrior you just pushed through all the little challenges life threw at you and you completed this milestone of of releasing the first episode of the yellow queen project so today I want to talk with you about your journey into being an independent artist and where do you see yourself going with it as well? Yeah, thanks for, for a nice introduction. Um, well, where do I see myself going? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say, like, I, I know, I know that, uh, I want it to be a success what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not worried about the success in and of itself. It's what determines success to you? Well, success, I just mean like um, basically like uh, people enjoying my content and people sharing my content and basically be able to live off it, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's uh, an unfortunate necessity. But at the same time, it's it's also a motivation, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, but ultimately, this project is bigger than I am. I mean, it's it's that's why I'm so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can really see it in your work as well. Uh, what motivated you to start the project in the first place? Um. Well, basically, I. As you know, I have a, a background of like 10 plus years of working in studios and doing mm -hmm. concept art and all that stuff. And uh, I still remember like first years I was really excited in a way, but at the same time, you know, in, engaging with other artists and learning and so on and, and making your living off doing what you love and so on. But at the same time, I felt like a part of my heart is not being satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm not really um, honoring myself. And I, I couldn't really like capture that feeling. I didn't really know what to do with it. I just kept 
mulling through many years, many different studios, you know, Crytek, CCP, mm -hmm. Ubisoft. And uh, at some point, it just, it just hit me. Like, I always knew I wanted to do something on my own, but it never really solidified in my head. But at some point, I just felt like, what if I just try to tell a story? And what if I just vlog? Because I have so many, like, thoughts and philosophies that mm -hmm. happen on a daily basis. And, you know, it, it felt suddenly, like, strangely enough that I'm some kind of s storyteller as well. And, and you know, I, I felt like I have to honor this. And it turned out to be... Uh, really the gist of what I am and what I'm what I should be doing mm -hmm. uh, at the one of the cornerstones of it all is is helping people mm -hmm. I want to be a force of positivity for others and in that sense it's bigger than I am mm -hmm. and, where does this stem from wanting to be a force of uh, positivity because it is it is a big commitment to 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 helping the world in a sense right yeah it is but it's also simple in a very logical sense like for example um what do you do as a as a concept artist right we work for these big game companies we honor these ideas of these art directors we honor the intellectual content of other people you know we are outsourcing ourselves for other people mm -hmm. and you know, I think it's in a way a disservice to me because I can honor my own ideas and I can develop my own IPs. Yeah. And when I do that, I automatically inspire the world. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, tell a story in a sense that inspires someone, you're automatically already helping someone. Mm -hmm. so, so that's kind of where it stems from. Mm-hmm. Did uh, being a concept artist uh, in the past leave you with, with some, some sort of influence that you're using today as well? Well, there's, of course, a tremendous amount of technical experience that I gathered, like, you know, from talking to artists about art and... Mm -hmm analyzing how light behaves and color behaves and mm -hmm. what makes a good painting and how do we communicate narrative and creating proposals and style guides for for ideas for games and mm -hmm. you know these endless amounts of conversations that uh, i've had with art directors and content creators of course aided tremendously i guess in my ability to do this like um I feel confident in my ability, and that has nothing to do with being uh, self-centered or arrogant. Mm -hmm. Just confident that I can do it. Yeah, experience. Yeah. One of the things as a as a concept artist that is like your day to day is that you use you usually you work in 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 a fairly large isolation, and of course you you know communicate with the art directors or with other designers, but the the art that you're doing is is not something that is shown in the end nobody in the world usually sees it unless it's like marketing concept art so what you're doing now is it's extremely transparent 
you know, going on Twitch and incorporating people yeah. in your process. And can you tell me a little bit about you know how has that gone and uh, how does it yeah. feel as an artist to do it with that sort of progress? Yeah, I I mean that's that's totally true. Like my angle on all this is not only transparency but to create something dynamic. Mm -hmm. like for example, <clears throat> creating this animated show on YouTube, I want it to be as organic and dynamic as possible. You know, I invite people to comment, I invite people to communicate with me, and I also want them to see how I work. And I like the idea that their presence, the presence mm -hmm. of the audience rubs off on me. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? like these days with YouTube, it's an whole not, a whole nother ball game. And, and yeah. of course, when you work in a game studio, in some sense, the end result is a static mm -hmm. property, right? Because yeah, people can play the game, they can play the game online, Mm -hmm. but they were never involved in the creation process. Mm -hmm. So involving the audience in the creation process, I think is a beautiful thing because it also enables them to be a part of it and enjoy it even more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's still, true. Yeah. So I'm still exploring the ways of how I can engage with the audience. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what kind of surprises have you had? working with the audience because yeah, I imagine it is not as straightforward as one would hope um, it to be. Well, I'm of course still in the beginning stages, so I don't have a lot of subscribers or followers and so on. But what I have noticed when I was actively on Twitch some months ago is uh, that it's that it's a lot of fun. I mean, um, people comment on your work and you comment back and suddenly you get raided by another channel and like 200 people stream and do your stream. <laughs> you know you get even more followers and mm -hmm. uh you know it's it's really organic and fun and it's wonderful that we can we can communicate with other people in this manner and create at the same time mm -hmm. yeah it's uh very unique this 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 didn't happen 10 years ago when we were still starting out right yeah i mean Definitely, you know, as technology increases, the uh, possibilities increase, and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, I presume that when you engage with your audience on this sort of an intimate level, you also have a very different um, level of of critique that you also get from the audience. Mm -hmm. Has there been uh, anything uh, uh, surprising in that end? So ah, I see. Um, no, I didn't really encounter any kind of uh, negative or disruptive surprises. Mm -hmm. um, people have been very, very okay. Um, but uh, no, so far the experience have been really pleasant. I That's have crazy. noticed on other streams that uh, sometimes there are tro trolls and they say some weird stuff, but mm -hmm. you just have to take care of them. Of all the different um, platforms, what has been the one that you enjoy most? You know, you're now YouTube on Twitch. You're dabbling into Patreon as well. Um, I still think, I still think YouTube is phenomenal. I think it's a wonderful platform. At the same time, it's also a search engine, mm -hmm. so people can stumble upon your work, and you can create really high quality content with mm -hmm. high quality imagery in 4k these days and 
also good audio. So I still think like in you know the classic platform of YouTube by now is still like one of the most powerful platforms out there, and I I want to exploit it still to the maximum extent that I can. Yeah, that's why you're doing the the Yellow Queen project now as well, right? Yeah, that's that's why I focus a lot on YouTube and mm -hmm. publish it there. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more? How was it to make this transition from game concept artist into a storyteller? Because well, it is a different muscle of your brain, right? You you are writing, absolutely. you are editing, you absolutely. are cinematographer, you are producing it, and you're marketing yourself as well. Absolutely. You have to do everything by yourself. And I'm at the early stages, so I have to basically figure out everything uh, on my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a little bit overwhelming. But... Um, I mean, the transition was basically like at Ubisoft, I was a crafter, right? I'm a craftsman mm -hmm. creating inspiration for other people to create the game, in effect. Mm -hmm. But um, it, like I said before, it didn't leave me fulfilled. Like I mm -hmm. always had a hole in my heart. So I had to... I had to escape that somehow and finally I just decided well it's just now or never mm -hmm. and uh, I don't really have a capital you know I you know it's hard to sustain this predicament of being a content developer starting from scratch it is but at the same time I was doing what I love and mm -hmm. I felt I never felt happier like I'm honest about this I never felt yeah. happy yeah and uh, I think it shows in the work that you're doing, that it's made with love and passion, and yeah. it's unique. I, I mean, the, the center point of the Yellow Queen show is basically like a story of transform, transformation. And, uh, you know, this is something that I was doing at the time when I was leaving the company and starting my own thing. I was also transforming. Mm -hmm. And I think that transformation as a central point in a, in a narrative is, is basically everything, is basically the center point in mm -hmm. what I want to focus on. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, it's, it's really wonderful project. It's really stunned me the level of quality you managed to get there. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm still learning a lot though. Yeah. What has been the hardest part and the, the hardest to learn? Well, it's been a huge journey already. Like people just see the end results dripping in now and they think like, oh yeah, he just decided to do this mm -hmm. and it's happened. But it wasn't like that at all. I can How long was the process? Mm. Quite long. Like I was already busy last year for half a year. Mm -hmm. like, wrapping my head around everything I wanted to do. Like for mm -hmm. example, in the beginning, the Yellow Queen project was just... Uh, like a rough outline of a story and i wanted to make one digital painting and mm -hmm. basically uh in a youtube format explain all the symbolic uh under underlying notes mm -hmm. of that painting and in that way tell the story at first the format was very different and then 
as it was sort of progressing and I was like randomly doing my pre-production in a way, mm -hmm. drawing the characters. And I was thinking like, why don't I just make it more like a movie? Like mm -hmm. tell, it, tell it differently and use narrative and, and mm -hmm. use imagery. And then suddenly my mind was blown. I was like, wow, this is it. I want to tell the story more as a short movie kind of thing with episodes. Yeah. That's when I solidified the idea and I just went for it. And I, I finished one episode last year already, the first mm -hmm. episode. But when I looked at it later, and I had some friends also over to critique it from the studio, I was just not very satisfied. Yeah. And uh, so I went back this year and improved it. And now I feel confident promoting it. What were the things that you were least satisfied with? Um, there were some consistency issues. The timing was not great. And uh, the general pacing, there was no music really. Mm -hmm. uh, it was cool, but it was a bit dry. And uh, I think like even if you create something very short that is one or two minutes, I just want to infuse as much melodrama Mm -hmm. as possible, as much contrast as possible, even if it is a subtle thing of the queen just exiting her palace, it can still be melodramatic in the subtleties, you know? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It can, still, it can still pack a punch in, its, in the subtle narrative. Mm -hmm. How did you go on learning storytelling? Um, I didn't really learn it at all. <laughs> just like do it no, from just, the gut? Oh, of course I did do some research. I, yeah. Uh, Joseph Campbell is a big influence. Um, I didn't just want to create any story. <coughs> I really wanted to create a monomythic substructure. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you might have known that uh, Christopher Vogler adapted Joseph Campbell's works of the hero with a thousand faces. Mm -hmm. And he created this template for writers. A classic. Yeah, yeah, this really classic template. But this is exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to use this template mm -hmm. and instead of like neurotically searching for a way to be original in telling yeah. a story, I just want to feed off the narrative and uh, I mean feed off the structure that is there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to delve into a little bit more about this, uh, this search or like this rejection of of, of trying to be original completely um, because you know usually artists always have this infused yeah. feeling that I want to be original I want to be known <laughs> what do you want to be known for and what is your philosophy behind the, the concept of originality uh, I can answer that I mean if you look at the template of the hero's journey mm -hmm. basically it's a very universal universal underpinning of telling a story right mm -hmm. it's like the buddha story or the bible story or you know thor or many like mythological stories share a certain commonality and also a lot of famous movies like star mm -hmm. wars for example and um so that really interests me so what i'm focusing on is not necessarily like trying to grab originality out of the depths of the ocean yeah but rather completing the promise of the hero's journey and to um 
make it as dynamic and beautiful as, and complete as possible. You know. I feel really sorry for you guys. <laughs> I can see you. Really sorry suffering. about my throat. If I, if I drink <laughs> enough, I think it might be sustainable. Yeah, I, it's a little bit like I end up like the movie guy, you know, like this summer. The will commence. From Monster Forty Two, will be like that. That's great. Um, yeah, I think I think I think if I drink enough, it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, so basically. So just like uh, Kubrick said, he also said like every shot in a movie is already invented. Every possible mm -hmm. shot is already explored. All we can try to be, <clears throat> all we can try to do is do our best to do the best job possible. And that's a little bit what I feel like. Like yeah. the Yellow Queen project could also take place in the future or it could take place in a different time frame. No, it it it's not limited to the set and setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that doesn't mean I do away with originality altogether, though, because it's only a template that I use. I still mm -hmm. go far beyond and wide and use the full spectrum, the dynamic range of what I can do with with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's what fascinates me. Also, is that I feel like. That's definitely not how students are taught to think and create art. Uh, and since you have also put quite an emphasis on making educational and inspirational content on your platforms as well, how would you teach others to make this transition? What would you, what would you want to teach yourself? Like if you could go back from the time you started this journey, um, what would you tell yourself to do differently? Um, let me think about that. In terms of finding your own voice, it's a very organic thing, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's uniquely personal and it's uniquely transformative to you. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, there's a limit to what I can recommend or advise on. But what I can say is be patient with yourself. Don't be too neurotic in trying to be, you know, the best storyteller in the world, but rather mm -hmm. listen to your own sensitivity. Like, what is it that you find beautiful? Because mm -hmm. that's where your strength is. You know, if you find beauty in your favorite writer, mm -hmm. then maybe your strength is rather there than... In instead of neurotically trying to find your own voice in a totally different area, you know, what yeah. I mean? because originality only reaches so far. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is to honor our own notion of what we think is is beautiful and meaningful to us. Mm -hmm. So listen to that voice and don't get too astray by what people tell you. Yeah, that's good advice, Ramon. <laughs> it's beautiful. I had a question also. You have been working a lot, right? And what I find in most people that I interview and, and, and you know, people who I know from our careers and, and who I would define as weekend warriors is that there's a certain amount of uh, compulsive obsessiveness towards mm -hmm. 
doing yeah. the project and completing the project. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, why do you think we are this way? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, yeah, I have the same thing. Like towards the end of finishing an episode, I I lock myself up in a room and I work double hours. Um, it's because we are impatient beings, you know. I mean, we want to get results. We want to finish. We want to get that dopamine rush. <laughs> we are we are seekers and we are creators and we 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 do long for some reward you know of mm -hmm. course of course there is a reward in the process but we're not zen masters we still mm -hmm. want to see our results happen mm -hmm. with our own eyes and publish it and share it with the world so yeah that that comes with a certain impatience i agree so how do you take care of yourself um i take a step back i mean if I notice like, okay, now I'm working three days straight and I'm not sleeping properly, not eating properly. I, I mean, I didn't used to do this, but these days I take a step back. Mm -hmm. I say, no way, man, you're, you're just going to go to bed now, basically. <laughs> and I don't care if it takes another week or two weeks, mm -hmm. but if you take care of your body, you let your mind rest you will the episode will be better off your work will be better off yeah you will, you will not have rushed it out and uh, you know so that that actually turned out to be a formula for success mm -hmm. i mean <clears throat> it's a little bit opposed to what some gurus say like yeah do more get it out you know quicker the better mm -hmm. um but in the end of the day, it's a balance, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't put out something unfinished and you can't put out something too late. So it's, it's just about but not taking care of your body. That's, that's a bad thing. Yeah, you're correct. So what are you tackling next? Um, right now, I'm focusing on marketing. Mm -hmm. How has that gone for you? Since I know that, you know, that is something that artists tend to hate yeah it's, because not, it's a di very different sort of a mindset it's it's uh... it's totally different i'm not a fan of it i agree what uh, makes night, it difficult for you um it's just you you uh you don't know basically mm -hmm. it's not it's not my field of expertise so you have to go out of your way and research something completely new mm -hmm. that is not creative in the in the direct sense of what we do <clears throat> so um I, even last night i was uh i was promoting a facebook post mm -hmm. and uh you know promoting it in from from seoul to frankfurt basically <laughs> and uh you know then you you have to analyze like okay 400 people watched uh 20 people clicked you know yeah. you have to analyze the engagement and you have to mm -hmm. cross-reference it with your youtube account and, mm -hmm. and then you post on a forum and you realize okay two people like my post that's great you know it's like uh and then there's like a really shitty image from another artist mm -hmm. and it gets uh 40 <laughs> likes so mm -hmm. the the audience knowing your audience and so on 
mm-hmm. analyzing all that and wrapping your head around that is is very tricky. Yeah. Again, I know I will get there, but it will take time. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of uh, changing your mindset with it? What are you trying differently? Um, I'm trying. I'm gonna try. I I basically just started with the marketing, but I'm gonna try differently, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like every time, I will try something different mm-hmm. because I need to acquire information to understand what works and what doesn't. Yeah, that's true. So it's just a trial and error kind of thing. Yeah. I remember you mentioned once that you also want to make a Discord channel for uh, the Yellow Queen project at some point to to kind yes. of start building your own community around your projects. Uh, is that still in the plans? And what kind of ambitions do you have with it? Well, I'm very new to Discord as well, but uh, I mean, of course, I would love to uh, to build an active community around the the Yellow Queen project. And uh, my ambitions are simply like. The more engagement, the better. The more mm-hmm. people I can make happy with what I do, the better. Mm-hmm. Do you already have any ideas you would uh, how you'd like to create engagement with your fans on the Yellow Queen project? Mm. Well, of course, uh, Twitch is one way, but there's another way too. I have a video in the planning to basically create a fan art challenge. Mm-hmm. So, I'm inviting people far and wide to take the concept of the Yellow Queen project mm-hmm. and create their own fan art. And uh, and I already prepared a video for that, which I will release after the sec- second episode. And uh, I would love to see people create fan art and share it, you know. And that's that's already engagement as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's a good point. So what? made you start all the projects that you're doing now what makes a project exciting for you and how will you determine your next projects as well it's exciting when i see that by doing it i can learn a lot about myself and humanity as a whole Mm -hmm. Um, so it promotes my own individual growth and at the same time it promotes uh inspiring other people. So mm-hmm. that combination of growing myself and developing myself and helping others and inspiring others is like active. I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. With the couple of projects that you have going on at the moment, what have you learned about yourself in the past months? That's a really good question. Um, I've learned that I do have a hunger to sort of be meaningful in this world. So, like, I cannot just be uh, a cog in the chain, or how do you say this? Like, uh, like a small wheel part mm-hmm. of a bigger hole in terms of working at a company. I have to be mm-hmm. my own company, my own institution, my own Trojan horse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what I've learned is that I have, I have, you know, an, an endless hunger, an endless creativity to create, and an endless amount of passion to to create and to to make the world a better place. I know mm-hmm. that sounds 
corny, but in many ways it's true because if I cannot contribute in a positive manner to the lives of other people and to my own mm -hmm. life, what's really the point of living? Like, I don't just live to eat a hamburger and go to the toilet, like, or, or to get high on Netflix, you know? Mm -hmm. My, my, um, my um, potential is, like, huge. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, I would really advocate that to all people. Like, people in general, they do not understand how huge their potential is. You're, you're a human being, you know? You have, like, billions of neurons in your head, and you can make very intelligent approximations of yourself and the world around you, and you can be a creative force of positivity. So why not try to be it that way? I mean, you're like such an advanced biological computer. I mean, I don't understand why people just think that they're a person, you know, putting on a suit and walking into an office and getting home for dinner and spending time with their family. And that's a wonderful thing, don't get me wrong. But in terms of potential, it's, it's like you cannot... You know, you have to reconcile those two things. Thank you for listening. Please check out Ramonster's YouTube channel for his stories, educational art videos and musings about life. I really recommend you watch the first episode of The Yellow Queen Project. It's a manifestation of love and a testament to Ramonster's skills as an artist and a storyteller. If you enjoyed this weekend Warriors interview and want to hear more conversations with obsessive makers, insecure authors and overambitious artists, then please subscribe to the channel because there's plenty more to come. I'm your host, Silver. See you next time.